Have you ever had a near-death experience? Or perhaps someone you know may have had a near-death experience. Well, if so, we would love to hear your story and have you as a guest on our podcast. For more information, visit nde.world. Again, that's nde.world. We would love to hear your story. Welcome to the NDE. World Podcast, where we explore the magical, mystical, and spiritual world of near-death experiences. And now, Ashton Lewis and Daphne Lin. Welcome back to the NDE World Podcast. I am your host, Ashton Lewis, and my lovely hostess, Miss Daphne Lin. Hello, Miss Daphne, and how are you today? <laughs> good morning, or hello. <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. I've just... Getting up and about, and I feel like I still got a little uh, morning voice going on. So excuse yeah, me. Maybe with your coffee you got going there, it might kind of warm you up a little bit. So yeah, yeah warm my voice up. Yeah. That's definitely it's a little, little early this morning for us. Well, you are now listening to the NDE World podcast, and uh, for those of you who are new, welcome, welcome, and those who are returning, welcome back. And don't forget to go to the website. That's NDE World for more information on our podcast and. All the things that we do there as well. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's uh, podcast. And it's, it's kind of more of a, more or less a continuation of yesterday's. Uh, we were on the topic of hell and uh, we had brought up a, uh, a Facebook group question that a, a person had brought up. And um, that actual question uh, was raised yesterday on um, yesterday's episode. But what I am going to do is let me go ahead and just reread it real quick here for you. All right, uh, and the question is, topic is hell. I want this to be a discussion rather than just saying, quote unquote, that there is no hell. What did you learn in your NDE about hell? What is your perspective on hell, why it's there or not there, and who would go there and why? Also, please specify if you had an NDE, okay, or not when you post. So let's be courteous and respectful of one another's views. So that's the question that we kind of opened up yesterday's um, podcast with. And we had such a an amazing response, you know, with uh, questions and all. And we didn't even really scratch the surface. So we ran out of time. And we decided to go ahead and just pick up with everything today and just kind of pick up where we left yeah. off, you know. So. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I with you reading that again, you know, awareness is everything. But... Yesterday, when we read the question, that statement really didn't just pop pop in the forefront of my mind like it did when you just read it this time. Instead of saying there is no hell, this is from experiencers. Right. So Keep that they, in mind. This yeah. is near-death experience. You know, that's what this podcast is about. Really hell from a near-death experience's perspective. Right. That's, that's so why we wanted to do this. this person gets it. They know. So that's yeah. why they said, let it, let it be a discussion rather than just saying there is no hell. Because most people know that have had these experiences that there's not a physical place of torment. Right. So. Although people do have hellish, hellish experiences. experiences. Yes. Yeah, we, we do not yeah. deny that. Yeah. And, and the answers like I was kind of browsing over them as we were setting everything up this morning, there are some really uh, well-defined answers um, in the upcoming uh, few comments that we have on these. So 
I'm looking forward to these. Good deal, good deal. Well, let's go ahead and jump in. Let me um, go ahead and pick up where we left off yesterday. This Now, this next comment, I'll go ahead and grab it, and you can take the next one. And, sure. And we'll just go ahead and keep commenting, and uh, we'll, we'll see what we come out with. And uh, uh, this person here, and their response to the question, they say, and keep in mind, most of these people are near-death experience you know, people. They've had these experiences. However, there are some who didn't, but they'll usually let you know in their comments whether they're either you know had a near-death experience or maybe just been studying it for a long time or right. or whatever. So they usually let you know. So this particular one, I think, had a near-death experience. Mm -hmm. So, and they say they say during my experience, I was allowed to experience a glimpse of both heaven and hell, and given some clarity of both. In our beginning, because time does not exist the same in the spirit realm. Heaven was created. God existed before heaven because they let us, quote unquote, in the Bible says God let us, you know, cr created the heavens. In Revelation, it says that hell along with death will be forgotten. They will be no more. All these things exist within the life to death cycle. They are a state of the mindset a state of being while you are in the flesh. They are within you, heaven and hell, as we often reference them, are synonymous with mental peace and mental torment based on who we are choosing to be. What we are allowing our minds, thoughts, acts to be. The kingdom of heaven or hell is within you. I did learn that once we have returned to the oneness, the source, the one that we call God, there's only peace because in oneness we are balanced. There is no hell outside of the illusion of separation. Absent from the body is to be present with God. Separation, birth, sin, and hell being in this flesh is to cage energy. Hmm. When the energy is released, it is free to remerge with the free source energy. That is a state of constant peace and joy. Can I just say, well, sure. <laughs> to start just off jump today. into it. Yeah, absolutely. Because they've got quite um, a few things in there. Yes. Um, and like I said, re pre-reading some of these as we're setting up, um, they're all good like this. So this one just really is bringing to mind everything is mind. So the heaven and hell are synonymous with mental peace and mental torment based on who we're choosing to be. It's all mindset. And and that there's beauty in that to know that there's not a physical place that is, we're going to, those for those who have been bad enough to go to, well, you to know, torment forever. If I may chime in, when it first started out, those who were going to go to hell are the ones who didn't agree with certain teachings. Um, mm, I yeah. want to say with uh, St. Augustine, just look that up. Oh, yeah. Uh, and his influence o o over the hell you know, doctrine and, and the church. Mm -hmm. That's where it started out. So his enemies and things like that are the ones who were going to burn in hell. And then that eventually turned into people who, you know, do, don't accept church doctrine are going to go to you know going to burn in hell didn't accept right. a certain belief then it changed to those who were doing bad versus doing good then it, then it changed to like the evil wicked people okay mm -hmm. and now all of that has evolved to 
those who don't accept Jesus Christ as their Savior will burn in hell. So this, what, what it had started out, that torment, you know, fear mongering, yeah. you know, trying to mess with you kind of thing, like power control. It started out as one thing, and it, it had met, had so many different meanings along yeah. the way. So exactly. it, even that, you know, even that means something if you really think about it. Yeah, and and there's beauty in this because it it is mind, and and that's what this person was saying. It says what we are allowing our minds and thoughts and acts to be. The kingdom of heaven or hell is within you, and and there's um that it just reminds me of that that oneness that we have with the higher self with with source energy itself we are all one it's all within well what a lot of people don't understand is we have both the dark and the light in us we have both the the good and the bad i mean you have to have both you know if source is everything and we are a source you know that's why we have good in us that's why we do good that's why we have bad and that's why we do bad um and that's that, that like the, the yin and yang the you know mm-hmm. that 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 balance of uh the good and and darkness that's the, the that's the the christ within us and it's also the satan within us it's that darkness it's that mm-hmm. you know it's it's those the light and the the dark those uh you know, whatever you want to call it. There's an actual Polarities. word for that. <laughs> Polarity is a good word, but I like how you had mentioned earlier a while ago, but everything is mind. Yeah. Well, you know, which is which is the first, um, first principle of, of hermetics as well. Exactly. Everything yeah. is mind. So. Yeah. And, and this person goes on to state that there is no hell outside of the illusion of separation. And that's that oneness that we have with God's source, uh, source the energy whatever you choose to call that yeah. you know there is no separation yeah well just to take that a step further um may i <laughs> illusion of separation is yeah. what everyone suffers from that is a disease yes. that 99.999 percent of the world suffer from okay yeah it is an illusion that's why you have so many different churches that's why you have so many different belief systems that's why you have you know, people pounding on you saying, hey, their way is the way and you're going to burn because it's that separation, the illusion of separation. Instead of understanding that, like all these NDEs say, right. you know, we are all one. Mm-hmm. Separation is an illusion. And that's when mm-hmm. you get on back to the other side, you realize, oh, wow, that this is that oneness that they've talked about. You know, but I think I think the whole world suffers from the illusion of separation, whether it be. It could be the color of your skin. I mean, there's so many people that are separated just because the, know, the color yeah. of their skin or the, the part of the earth they were blessed to be born on. And, exactly, yeah. You know, I mean, or how somebody looks or, or they may have a certain belief, a certain lifestyle, a certain way or something. I mean, there's, there's good and bad in all of us. It just depends on what you want to do with it. Exactly, yeah. And, and getting to the physical form of, of us you know, and I've heard this in so many accounts, listening to these uh, experiences about um, how heavy, how heavy this physical form is outside of this 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 avatar, this body that we call our our human body. It, it is light energy. It's free. It's flowing, and this person brings it out. It says being in this flesh 
is to cage energy. Think about that. Mm-hmm. And that's why so many of these experiencers come back saying how heavy the body is. Even references to being like sunken in mud. I mean, there's just reference after reference to what the body really feels like. Oh, one of my favorites, getting ready to return to the body. Uh, you expect me to go back into that little thing? Yeah, that tiny little thing. Yeah, exactly. yeah because your yeah. spirit body is so much bigger. You're yeah. probably a, I don't know, you could be a 20-foot being. I don't know. Who knows? Because your energy is just going out. It, it can go out way farther. We don't really know. I know. But I, I know a I lot of that. it's supposed to be confined in, in these bodies. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they bring that out there. Being in this flesh is to cage energy. Yeah, and it, she, uh, this person continues on. When the energy is released, it is free to remerge with the free source energy. And that is that source energy what of the, what we call God. Exactly. And that is a state of constant peace and joy. Very good. Very good. Well, moving on along, would you like to take the next uh, comment there? Yes, of course. It says, when one has a life review, they'll experience every pain that is inflicted on others, their friends, family, and everyone involved all at once until they accept light without conditions. That'll be where they exist. Now, that's a good example of what hell is, quote unquote, because like attracts like. Okay, there's a few good points. Mindsets again, like attract lights. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's start off with the first point there. Um, It says when one has a life review. Now, for those of you guys who are new, um, the life review, we've got, you know, a few uh, episodes on that, but it's one of the, the, the main. I guess you would say elements that we hear a lot of, a lot of, let me, let me quote that, a lot of uh, NDE experiencers come back and tell us about, you know, but the life review from what we understand is where when you cross over to the other side, you're, there'll be a point where you're, I mean, I'm going to kind of use some analogies here where I like to use the term, you're actually plugged into the matrix. Okay. You're, you're in this, could be holographic. I don't know, but there's some type of way that you are presented all of your life experiences. Sometimes it's you know screens or televisions or it can be writings on rocks. It can be it can be any kind of thing, but typically it's some kind of visuals or something where you can actually relive those experiences. Mm-hmm. But here's the magic, okay? While you're tapped into that matrix, you're also tapped into those people who you had that experience with, okay? And it gets better. You're also tapped into that matrix from the source itself and from the creator's perspective, okay? So let's look at it as a three-way connection into the matrix. Now, as you watch these experiences unfold, you're actually there reliving these experiences, not only from your perspective, but from the other person's perspective as well, um, seeing what they saw feeling what they felt mm-hmm. you know the the love the joy the hurt the pain the the anything that you put out to somebody you know um you're going to re-experience that so all the good right. you put out that's going to be a heaven you know but all the bad it's, it's, gonna it's probably going to be a type of hell mm-hmm. exactly. you know in, in, in that sense i'm not saying that that is what it is so what this person right. says here says that when one has the life review they'll experience well here it is they're saying it okay They'll experience every pain that is inflicted on others, their friends, family, and everyone involved all at once. So that kind of 
it kind of reinforces what we were just saying. Right, right. And the beauty of the life review, and, and I just really have to throw this out there, is that it's a balancing uh, it's a balancing act because it balances out the things that you've done in your life, the good, the bad, and no one is judging you. You judge yourself. That's what I understand as well. It's, it's yeah. not you're up there standing for judgment. And I also understand it's another analogy to use would be a report card. Um, yeah. From what I'm understanding, we make certain arrangements and agreements before we come down here in these lives to play certain roles. And when we go to the other side, the life review is part of that report card. Okay, let's see how you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you accomplish what you came over here to do, or exactly. did you get sidetracked? Okay, here's what you need to work on. You're gonna, you know, right? Yeah. And depending on how good you were or how bad you were, you may end up having to go into some type of spiritual mental hospital, or I don't, know, I don't know if that's even a word. Like I said, these are analogies, you know, but it's just right. different things like that. But we don't know because everybody is on a different spiritual journey you know we're all on mm-hmm. the same journey but they're all on their own individual walk i guess for lack of right. words I, li- I like the way this person br- brought it out until they accept light without conditions that's one thing we have to let go of anything we have pre-thought on you know expecting this as as a result of something get that out of your mindset accept what is just let it be send it out and when it comes back oh okay or if you don't agree with it well that's interesting just you know get your preconceived notions out of the way good point good point and and to go with that particular thought the first thing that comes to my mind is religion Uh, most religion has some type of condition attached to it exactly it's not just love do this so you don't do yeah. experience this or do this or this is going to happen right, yeah. yeah or if you don't do this you know right. that you're yeah so it's you have to be careful with that kind of mindset because that, that throws you over into that separation uh concept in the separation world and as long as you were separated from everybody you're not going to see people and see life the way you need to be as that oneness like a lot of these bring out right exactly and uh and of course like it says that that could be a good example of hell. Like you're, if you're there experiencing all this stuff, but like it says, like attracts like. Exactly. You know, that, so. Very true. Well, here's a, a really, really long one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it, it is a really, really good, uh, good comment. I was reading it just before we started at this morning and very good points in it. And it, there's a lot of points in here that I'm going to comment on that. I was like, oh, ooh. Wow. Remember you just hear me say wow earlier? Okay, well, this is the one. Well, good, good, good. Well, let's uh, jump right into this one here, and then uh, I'll go ahead and read it, and then we'll just uh, turn it over and let you just go ahead and uh, comment on it. How's that sound? Okay. Okay, all right. And let's read this. My hunch is that people who desire or wallow in evil pursuits will get exactly what they want. But those who are confused and who made poor choices with poor reasoning skills mixed with emotional confusion, will be made aware of the effects of their actions on others. If the life review is as they claim it is, then all of us will feel the full weight of our actions on others. But this would never justify the sending a soul to an eternal hell. I think souls who have committed heinous acts 
as retaliation due to deep emotional wounding will be made aware of the weight of their actions, but I feel will be sent to places to mend. Others who truly insist on being evil and self-centered and are hardened can join the ranks of others like them. I follow the work of astral travelers, Yerjin Zewi and Cyrus Kirkpatrick, and the work of psychic medium Anthony Borgia, who testify to souls who have crossed, who help those lost in the prison of their own minds. Everything is based on where we resonate energetically. Some souls are trapped in fearful mindsets, but there is never a shortage of beings of the light trying to help them elevate. Light is light and dark is dark. We travel persistently between the two and depending on the depth of the desire and I think cumulative life knowledge, we move towards where we resonate. Just my take on it. I don't think the learning ever stops even after we cross and I don't feel hell is eternal, but it holds space on varied levels of awareness and a series of consensus realities. Just as the heavenly realms are, like minds gathered with like minds. Just my thoughts of which I will humbly admit cannot be verified. It's just what I've put together from reading the vast material of NDE and astral travel literature out there. Okay. Wow. I love the humbleness. I, I love mm-hmm. the part that, you know, it's just how they just, you know, which is my thought from just, you know, what they've learned from reading everything. But mm-hmm. Uh, Daphne, uh, uh, let me go ahead and just t- take this chain here and uh, go ahead and just turn you loose. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna the, the very first part of this uh-huh. reminded me of when we were in religion, uh, and this is the quote that this person said: "My hunch is that people who desire or wallow in evil pursuits will get exactly what they want when." I was in the church, in the religious religious part of my life, heavily influenced by doctrine. I'll put it that way, better. Is I always said, we always said, you know, God loves us so much, He's going to give you what you want. If you desire to do bad, then He's going to give you what you want and torment you in hell forever. Or if you did good, then He's going to bless you with the bountiful beauty of heaven. You know, so that's what that statement reminded me of when that was read. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But we know that's not necessarily the case. But I like the way this person brought it about. That those who are confused and who made poor choices with reasoning skills mixed with emotional confusion will be made aware of the effects they've had on others. And that's that life review that we talk about. That's love. That is pure love. That's giving. It's you... for you to feel what you put. I mean, it's what exactly. you put out. It's such a balancing act. It's so to me, it just balances it out the energy, really and you will feel the pain. You know, you feel exactly. the, your pain, and you feel the pain of Where others. You get and... to feel the full weight of your our actions on yeah. others, and so that if is that's something hell, I don't look forward to. If you want to, to call that hell, you know, as far as the, the bad you yeah. put out, then yeah, you know, let it be hell. You know, right. but uh, that's really not what it, you know what a lot of people. Really, the concept of hell that has, has seeped into so many people's minds, you know, what they teach and believe that it is. So, right. again, disclaimer, not to 
not to say that people don't have what we call the hellish uh, experiences or the D in the right, so there's right, a little right. side note there. But anyway, back to this one here. There, yeah. there's, there's so much more. There is, there is. I mean, it's just like bam, bam, bam. That's why I was going wow, wow, wow earlier. But um, now this is, is something that I agree with just from learning of the NDEs and just listening to these accounts over and over. It says that um, once these people are made aware of their actions, um, that that person feels as if they will be sent to places to mend. And that's what I've heard a lot of is is they go to another school to learn what what they've done, how to raise their vibration. Others have called it hospitals to, to heal. So there's different, from different accounts that say a hospital or a different school to help that soul grow and raise its vibration. And hospital is just a word that we use to describe it, you know, for us to understand it. Right, know. and class in school too. It yeah. is what it is, you know. It's a, a person's going to go where they go to to mm-hmm. be able to heal or whatever, if, if that's the case, you know. Uh, but I like how I said they'll, they'll to be made aware of the weight of their actions. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what's wrong with the world today. People don't really understand, or they don't really put much emphasis, or really care about the weight of their actions. And how they treat others. Their words. Even their words. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can destroy someone. And then that repercussion and that, you know, that rippling effect. The ripple, and exactly. how it just keeps going on and on and things like that. So you, you just don't know. But if you were sat down and, and had your mind open up to all this stuff, you know, all at once that you've done, good and bad, okay, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's going to have an effect on you. You know, both good and bad. So, but it's not... To be judgmental, it's not you're not being judged, okay? It's just for you to be made aware of, and I like how that how that's brought out. Right. Um. Even goes as far as commenting in here that you know, it's a they're lost in the prison of their own minds. So that that's everything going back to hermetics. Right. Everything is mind, and um, also that. Everything is based on where we resonate energetically, that raising that vibration, our energy level, you know. So, um, and and you hear it so much in these NDEs. If it resonates with you, accept it, apply it, use it. If it doesn't resonate, let it go without judgment. Just if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't, something inside you go, oh, wow, or no, that's not true. You know, it's a resonation. Does it resonate or not? Right. If it does, take it, accept it. If it doesn't, let it go without judgment. It may not be your time for understanding that. You may not be at a level of maturity with spiritual things that you can understand some of these things. Because I know at one time, me, yeah. I would have been like, oh, no, I don't think so. But now it's like, oh, wow, yes, I it totally agree. Yeah. Exactly. It's called spiritual maturity, that's all. Yeah, exactly. Um on this subject, since a lot of this is being brought up, I'm going to need your help on it, though. So, okay, uh, I'm going to have to get you to to get out your uh, your gospel of the Nazarenes there. But this reminds me of a, of, a, of a scripture where Jesus Himself said, "You'll have to keep coming back, and or you'll have to go and, and recuperate here, and you know, get fixed, and then you'll come back and do it again, kind of type thing. You know, it, it, it kind of ties in with that. So." Let's uh, let's go ahead and get that out real quick and see if we can uh, see if we can find that scripture and then uh, we'll uh, we'll share that with everybody. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, let's do this. Okay. 
Now, although there are tons of uh, scriptures where Jesus had actually, you know, in the Gospel of the Nazarenes, refers to uh, resurrection or the actual reincarnation or the we call it the rebirth or the recycle, the yeah. recycle, you know, mm-hmm. the born again, all these things. Which which ones? I, I mean, although there's so many, is there like a couple that comes to your mind? I think uh, there's a couple that comes to my mind. Uh, do you want to maybe throw one of them that comes to mind? Uh, yeah, as far yeah, as it may actually... tie with what we're talking about, because there's there's something about these scriptures that he taught that's really in harmony with these NDEs. If you don't mind, maybe. Maybe exactly. One or two, and I'll I feel the same way in. about it. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna. Um. I had to uh, find it. Thank goodness I have made my notes in this book because it made it easier to find. But um, chapter ninety six, verse twenty one says, "As in the inner, so in the outer; as in the great, so in the small; as above, so below; as in the highest heavens, so on earth." We shall teach purification of the soul through many births and experiences. Wow, that is so beautiful. Okay, and then the one I think we were really talking about, about the uh, just being purified, the little hospitals and stuff. Yeah. Um, this is 94.2. It says, As all creatures come forth from the unseen into this world, so they return to the unseen, and so they will come again until they be purified. Now, um, there were some more. I can't, I, I'm having some issues really recalling that one. I'll have to go back and really see the one, um, see if I can find the one that goes with it. But one that does come to my mind, um, I want to say it's, it's uh, 37. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, let me see. I've got it right here. Uh, 37, yeah, 37, uh, 7 and 8 in the Gospel of the Nazarenes, where Jesus says that when life comes from beyond our sight, it is that we have lived before. And when it returns from whence it came, it is that we may rest for a little while and thereafter be reborn unto the flesh. So through many changes, we be made perfect. Okay. Wow. And also anytime when they talk about like the reborn, it's also harmony with what we would call uh, the resurrection, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the rebirth, the born again, those type of uh, descriptive words in the Bible, they're all referring to, to the same thing. These cycles of reincarnation, right. these cycles of life, these cycles of reborn and rebirth and resurrecting, and they're all referring to the same thing. So. Right, right. Um, now, in reading the one in 94 that I read a while ago, just my spirit says read this, so I'm going to read this to, to you, and you know it, of course, but to our listeners, um, about death. Because this is what these indie ears are experiencing, is a taste of what death is. Okay. Okay, so this is what Yeshua's words, Jesus' words were in the Gospel of the Nazarene. Death as you deem it is the door to life, and the grave is the gate to the resurrection. For those who believe and obey the law. It is most grievous offense to mourn those passing from this incarnation. Mourn not, therefore, nor weep for them that have left you, but rather rejoice for their entrance into life. I love that. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. It does right there. Don't mourn. And there are a lot of cultures around the world who do not that mourn yeah. for their deceased. They they throw parties and you know they blow it out. Right. And, you know because they, they they understand that concept. What Jesus says, don't don't mourn. 
Exactly. You know, they're in better shape than you are. <laughs> right. I think of the little uh, Disney movie they've recently done about the little, uh, I don't remember the name of it. The Quasicaudal thing is coming to my mind for some reason. But um, it's a movie where this little guy goes is around talking with the, the spirits of his past loved ones and stuff at, at a certain time of year. So I, I don't know what that is, but that came to my mind in, in thinking about that. Interesting. Interesting. Very okay. interesting, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, back to the subject of hell. Again, uh, the, the disclaimer, I'm not saying it exists or it doesn't exist, but I say probably we'd have to get clear on what we define as hell, because hell mm-hmm. does exist. Um, but w- what are you talking about? Hell what? Hell at work? <laughs> hell at life? Hell dealing with your you know, uh, your job or your, your spouse or your whatever? I mean, is that a hell? You know, a mindset? A lifestyle? Uh you know, um, is it a religious thing, like a place with devils and demons and pitchforks and people hanging and, you know, being slaughtered and chopped up and binded and bound and, you know, drowning and, oh, God only knows what. I, I don't know. There's, there's really so many think, horrific right, really descriptions that this. people have used to describe that, you know. Right. I mean, I, I think of, you know, hey, if you're, if you're wishing that kind of torment on somebody where are you at in your mindset for you to be having that kind of judgment and thought that you want your fellow human your brother your sister to experience such an existence yeah yeah much less the creator of all things that's supposed to be pure love right to want that for us you got to think about that yeah i mean and it doesn't it really doesn't match in that when you really start to look it doesn't resonate with me anymore it does it not in the big picture. No. Um, so I think what it comes down to. In fact, I, I'm looking at the clock here. We've we probably got time for a couple more comments here, and then we'll. Uh, uh, since we've got a lot more to go, we'll probably carry this out into another another episode. episode. Yeah. yeah, I think we're gonna have to. Okay, so back to the comments itself. It says some souls are trapped in fearless mindsets, but there is never a shortage of beings of the light trying to help them elevate. Light is light, dark is dark. And that's what we talked about earlier. That hospital, that classroom, that that spirit, that soul is going to, to grow, to heal, I to continue that. learning. Even though you was a monster down here, exactly. you're going to go on the other side. And there, there's the light there to help you heal. Right. That's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so not in harmony with, you know, the teaching of today's hell and hell fire, you know, things like that. Well... If you think about it, it, it comes from the, yeah, it, it's definitely an indoctrination because it, you know, it's a doctrine. All you got to do is look at the, the roots and the history of where, of where hell actually came from. Oh, uh, yeah. So, like I said, in our days, people are telling you, where, well, if you don't believe in Jesus and become a Christian and follow this way, what? You're, you're bound to hell. You're going to burn in hell. Let me, let me close with an, a kind of a little analogy here. I'm just kind of reading this little story, if you don't mind kind of ties in with this concept of everybody out pushing their own agenda, pushing their own concept, their own beliefs on others, and really supporting that separation concept, that duality world, okay? Until they learn oneness. Once you learn oneness, you understand you don't have to push stuff on other people. You don't have to preach to other people. You don't have to try to shove your belief system down other people's throat, metaphorically speaking. You don't have to. You learn to just... Live and let live. There's, there doesn't have to be a debate. There doesn't, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. So uh, right. this this is a nice little analogy here. I was going to read it to you. It said that once upon a time, okay, in a small village between rolling hills, 
there were two prominent figures known for their contrasting beliefs and actions. On one side of the village lived the self-proclaimed righteous led by a man named Pharisee. Okay, now before we go any farther, Pharisee can also represent any religion or any religious system who may be acting in the way of a Pharisee. And I can't say if that's you or whoever out there. I can't say. I mean, that's, that's not for us to say. Whether you are and your religion has more of a Pharisee or a Pharisaic kind of mindset. In other words, more controlling, demanding, do what we say or else or whatever. So, that's, so, so Pharisee is going to be the example in this story, but it, Pharisee can also relate to any kind of religion as well who has a Pharisee mindset. Just keep that in mind. Okay, so we got Pharisee. He lives in this village. And now uh, he uh, claims to be the epitome of virtue and religious fervor and favor. On the other side resided a humble, non-religious woman named Clara, known for her kindness and good deeds. Pharisee was vocal about his piety, always seen in the village square preaching about the righteousness of his beliefs. He often condemned others who did not adhere to his strict doctrines, cursing them for not worshiping his God mm. or following his rituals. Despite his eloquent speeches, his actions rarely aligned with his words. He was quick to judge and slow to help those in need, giving the impression of a hypocrite who cared more about appearances than genuine goodness. One day, as Pharisee was passionately delivering a sermon in the village square, an elderly man collapsed from exhaustion. The onlookers expected Pharisee to rush to his aid, but instead he merely glanced at the fallen man and continued his preaching. <gasps> this incident further solidified the belief that Pharisee's righteousness was all talk and no action. On the other side of the village, Clara went about her life quietly, without any affiliation to organized religion. She was known for her compassion and selfless acts. Clara spent her days helping the elderly, comforting the sick, and assisting the less fortunate. Her deeds spoke louder than any sermon, and the villagers respected her for the genuine kindness she showed to everyone, regardless of their beliefs. One day, a severe storm struck the village, leaving many homes damaged and families stranded. Pharisee, still basking in the glory of his righteousness, refused to dirty his hands with the laborious task of rebuilding. Clara, however, rallied the villagers and tirelessly worked alongside them to restore the homes and provide comfort to those affected. As the village witnessed Clara's unwavering kindness and Pharisee's empty rhetoric opinions begin to shift. The once self-proclaimed righteous leader found himself isolated while Clara became a beacon of hope and goodness. The villagers learned a valuable lesson. True righteousness lies not in empty words and judgments, but in genuine selfless actions that benefit others. In the end, the humble, non-religious Clara left a legacy of love and compassion, proving that goodness transcends religious affiliations mm -hmm. and righteousness is best measured by deeds, not declarations. Very good. So, 
And we see that Something today. to get you thinking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we see that today. I mean, I do. I, I can see it for what it is. You know, my blinders have been lifted, you know. Right. It, these accounts of NDEs and, and the afterlife totally resonate with me so much more than what the doctrine of religion has. Right, right. And then this is even in harmony, with, like this little thing I read, it's in harmony with NDEs. It's in harmony with what Jesus taught. Right. It's even in harmony with what Scripture teaches, you know. The church uh, teaches it. Yeah, but religion teaches something different. Right. You know, because um, from what I understand, you know, Yeshua, Jesus, he, he taught these kind of things. He taught to be good to others. He taught to love. He taught to, you know, to to be that person and let your light shine, let God, you know, act through you and and do these kind of things. It's just that later on, like you mentioned, the church getting a hold of it and, you know, changing things Control. up and turning him into a God. And, you know, it, it, the whole, that needs the to whole be thing has just been twisted up. Right. Yeah. So right. no the, man should be worshipped. I guess, absolutely. So the, the, the moral of the story, I guess, to go ahead and close this episode up with Daphne would be to, it's it's how you act and how you treat others and the things that you do and, and, and what you say, how, how you talk, how you speak to others, you know, the, the words that heal, the words that love, the words that soothe, you know, or is it words of, you know, con- condemnation, uh, hate, hurt, you know, just uh, anger or, I mean, even your words uh, you have to be careful with because you can you can harm people with words alone. You words know? are alive. People don't realize that. It's called spelling for a reason. Puts people under a spell. Yeah. Exactly. I so, mean, words are alive. So let me ask you. As a final kind of a wrap-up question here on the little analogy that that I just read there, which one? And now Clara never did accept Jesus as her Savior. Okay, keep that in mind. I didn't right. I didn't mention that in there, you know. But the Pharisee did. He he decided he's you know he, Jesus is his Savior. Okay, and he teaches and preaches that you can only be saved by going through Jesus. Okay, right. But his actions did not support that. Okay, and the other exactly other side of the coin i guess you could say on the other side of the coin you have this this woman who walked the wall like people like jesus and his true followers and things like that now when you take that in the big picture and you cross over from an nde perspective think how that person's life is going to be on the other side and then and, and then if you take and say like from a christian perspective where it if she didn't accept Jesus as her savior, no matter all of this goodness that she did, all of this love that she did, all of this kindness that she did, I mean, she she did God. God was able to work through her, and, and she didn't have Jesus. How can uh, it just? Uh, I can't even get the words out. It just really messes with me. How can people say that that person is going to burn in hell? Because they didn't accept Jesus. They don't believe in Jesus. No, it's not about that. That's not what Jesus taught. Jesus taught you how to live. (laughs) The Good Samaritan is what's coming to my mind. The Good Samaritan. It's about walking the walk. Exactly. You know, not just talking the talk. You can talk the talk, but back up with the walk. Right. You know, and I was just talking yesterday with with one of my coworkers, you know, and literally I I was saying, why would there be so many paths to source to the creator and then him choose only one that's going to get you to him that doesn't make any kind of sense to me right right yeah no that's just there's so many paths so many paths but god himself is only going to choose one that you can get to him 
No. After he made so many different ones. That goes back to separation. Exactly. That's duality. That's us, them, cops and robbers. That's anything that separates is not good. And if it's not good, then it's not God. That's right. So with that thought, we love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. And may peace be with you all. Till next time. Y'all let your light shine and stay tuned for the next episode on this question. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Yep. (laughs) We'll pick up with the subject on the next episode. Peace. For information about the NDE World Podcast, visit nde.world. That's nde.world.com.